Greetings, friends. It is I, D. Trussell, and this is the Duncan Trussell Family Hour Podcast. If I sound different to you, it's simply because this is the month of October. This is the month of mystery. It is this month where we do not celebrate something idiotic like Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny, but something real, true, something very, very human, which is darkness. It was October 1978. Joanna Maloney, a beautiful 35-year-old fashion model with the heart of a poet, was taking a walk in a small national park 30 miles away from her home in upstate Kentucky. She'd often gone on this walk to clear her head to get some exercise, but on this day, she was going for a different reason altogether. She had had a dream the night before where two squirrels and an owl had told her that if she were to take this very walk at exactly 3 p.m., the following day she would find treasure there in that national forest. And so, smiling and not really taking the dream seriously, but thinking to herself, you never know, she decided to listen to the owls, to listen to the squirrels, and she got in her white Chevy pickup truck and headed up the road for a hike of mystery. Halfway there, she passed a beautiful hitchhiker. He had incredible abdominal muscles, long flowing blonde hair, a tattoo of the peace sign, a hippie symbol of love and unification on his back. She says that she thought he seemed special and she could see the glint of the sunlight in his blue eyes. So she pulled over, picked him up, continued to drive. He asked her if she wanted to listen to a bootleg of Paul Simon. She told him she would rather that he just eats her pussy while she drove up to the park. He agreed. And as they rode up the road, he began to deliver to her the most powerful session of cunnilingus that she had ever experienced in her life. Even the German shepherds in the back seat experienced orgasm. When she arrived at the forest, the hippie disappeared. She found a note on the car seat saying, this is the treasure I told you about in your dreams. This is a true story that was told to me by your mom. Now, we have a wonderful podcast for you today. With us here is Satanic Witch Zandora LaVey. I have been friends with Zandora for years. I had the honor and good fortune to perform my Satanic Puppet Act for her at her wedding, where she married Stanton LaVey, the grandson of the founder of the Church of Satan. We had a wonderful conversation, clearing up many of the misconceptions about LaVey and Satanism, witchcraft, Satanism in general. And I'm sure by the end of this episode, you'll see why Zandora and I are friends. Are you interested in commercial-free episodes of the DTFH? Then go no further than patreon.com forward slash DTFH. Not only will you get commercial-free episodes of America's most beloved podcast, but you can hang out with us twice a week at our family gatherings or weekly meditation group. I'd love to see you there. Now, strap in and prepare yourself for a mind meld with my favorite Satanist. No offense to my other Satanic friends. All the links you need to find Zandora are going to be at DuncanTrussell.com. But now, welcome to the DTFH, Zandora LaVey.
Zandora, welcome to the DTFH. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Duncan? I'm good. I'm pretty good. A little, a little tired today, but excited to talk to you. I've really been looking forward to our conversation because uh, as I've been thinking about uh, the questions I wanted to ask you, I realized I really don't know as much about Satanism as I think I do, uh, as I was contemplating some of these questions. So my first question for you, the most basic ever, what is your definition of Satanism? Well, to me, well, not to me, but Satanism is a non-theistic religion. Um, when we say hell Satan, Satan, is a, Satan represents ourselves. It's more of a self-worship religion than, you know, uh, worshiping a deity or a god. Um, <clears throat> we do involve lesser and greater magic. When What that means is like, Lesser magic is like more of a psychological manipulation of getting your way and making things happen, right? It's just like a psychological right. ritual. And then greater magic is ritual magic, which is we usually have a compassion ritual or a distraction ritual. Um, you know, some choose not to do the greater magic and it's more of a lesser magic lifestyle thing for them it's really up to the satanist and you know satanism is a religion but it's not it doesn't have like set rules right you can still have the ability to be yourself and be open um you know it's indulgence instead of abstinence but don't be an asshole you know right <laughs> So I hope that helps explain kind of what Satanism is. That is an excellent uh, articulation of it. <clears throat> but I, 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 with that articulation, my the first thing that pops into my mind is from a Satanic perspective, what is the self? What is the identity? If you're worshiping yourself, what are the specifics of that identity that you're worshiping? You know, like, I think with me, especially with satanic witchery, so much of it does come from my femininity and using that prowess to my power and my advantage at times, right? So, right. I mean, it's just taking humanism and balling it up into a package where there is ritualism involved. You know, um, I think worshiping yourself, there is like a materialistic and um, selfish part uh, that comes, you know, from that in Satanism. But who isn't selfish and an asshole at times? Um, I think that in a world that we're in, it's necessary to be that way to survive. So. But like when I think of myself, mm -hmm. it's a... a scrambled eggs over here it's like you know I, I don't know what the fundamental self is even it's a thing that seems to change or if i look at myself 10 years ago versus now it's a, it's, it's something of a different self so when you say worship of oneself what does that specifically look like how do you pull out from I think your that, I, what that means is self-worship is you know loving yourself 
and not feeling guilty when you fuck up and you're a human, you know, like, it's not like you have some sort of identity, like a Satanist, Satanist is a cookie cutter person because you're a Satanist. I mean, your idea of self-worship is, is up to you. But to me, like I said, it's, it's uh, worshiping my femininity and it's that is a huge part of satanism right. for me is celebrating that and it allows me to do that and a lot of um religions um even in kind of witchcraft they don't allow women to be at the forefront they don't celebrate that and that is a part of my self-worship you know is loving myself and i think that people see satanism in like a really dark way when really it's just kind of a self-help book you know got it okay got it is that now kind of that yes thank you in general like i think when people hear satanism just like you said they don't think self-help they here's what they think they think well they hurt children they sacrifice children they are part of a, a dark network but they're the ones putting the fentanyl in the candy <laughs> they're the ones who are yeah. um it, it it's sort of uh it reminds me of when you hear about uh the way people thought of witches if your cow is not producing milk it's a witch there's a witch nearby <laughs> maybe maybe your fucking wife if yeah things are going wrong in society it's the satanists the satanists have a plan they're out there yet you see no satanists doing you know shooting people and killing people you know you do see people of certain different religions doing that Um, but it's usually never satanism i mean we've got you know y'all have a few we have a few we have a few we have some serial killers too you got Ramirez. Yeah. You got Richard Ramirez. Yeah. You you have uh, who else do you have? Oh, Richard Ramirez. Even even Dahmer uh, was into the Satanic Bible too. So. You know who hasn't had a copy of the fucking Satanic Bible it, in their messy apartment? Give me a break. It's That's crazy. Like anyone in I, I just watched the Dahmer series, and they actually have the Satanic Bible sitting in his apartment on the on the table. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> So that's that's kind of what's out there, right? Like, that's kind of what people see is, is like this Dahmer thing, which I thought was a great show. But like, yeah, of course, they're going to put the Satanic Bible in a serial killer's house to kind of further the narrative that we kill people and sacrifice people and God eat people. We may sacrifice people metaphorically, but it's like in a ritual. You know, like a destruction ritual. If you're going to curse someone, it is called a destruction ritual. So, I mean, you know, there is um, an energy that's been, you know, propelled towards destruction. But it's not like we will go out and, like, kill people. You know, everybody has, every religion and every walk of life has their assholes and shitheads. Okay, There's just no way of getting around that because people are individuals and have individual thought. But but if we're, if we're going to like, you know, there's a professor, David Nutt in the UK, he made a harm scale of drugs. Mm -hmm. What are the most harmful drugs, the least harmful drugs? And he used a lot of cool methods to come up with that. The least harmful drug on the scale, mushrooms, physiologically, what it does to you. The most harmful drug 
I think it was alcohol, like up there in the sense that it's so available, it fucks your body up. It's everywhere. And then like heroin, safer yeah. what? than alcohol. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, I because mean, physiologic. I kind of believe that. Um, but if we do, if we were to do the same thing for world religions, um, I think Satanism would fall on the side of like not hurting people. I mean, if we're really going to map it out, like what organized religions have caused the most harm in the world, I don't think Satanism is like I, I don't you know, know. Like, I, I imagine that like under Satanists are going to be Quakers, probably something like that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like something like that. Yeah, but they probably but, burned witches. I don't think they did. I'm just kidding. Uh, they, they might have thought about it. <laughs> This Mystery Month episode of the DTFH has been brought to you by Babbel. Babbel, it is the best language learning app available to your species. I wish that I had learned French when I was in school. I opted on Spanish, and instead of paying attention in Spanish class, I just zoned out. I was on a lot of acid in those days, and I really wish I'd paid more attention. But had I learned French, I could have fulfilled my dream of going to Paris and doing a live recording of an interview with the Parisian catacombs caterpillar, half-human, half-caterpillar, cryptid, hybrid that apparently lives down there and supposedly knows where a hidden stash of cigars and fine Chianti are deep within the catacombs. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel right now. Get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash Duncan. That's babble.com slash Duncan for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble, language for life. Language for Mystery Month. So, okay, the, oh, I think folks aren't aware of the fact that there are lineages in Satanism. There isn't like just, here's what Satanism is, right? Aren't there various forms 
of Satanism out yeah. there. I was wondering there, if you could talk about this. Totally. Uh, you know, first I'll start with Levian Satanism. Um, that was created in the 1966 by Anton LaVey, um, the church in San Francisco. And the uh, Church of Satan was opened in on Walpurgis Knot uh, April t- April 30th. Um, 1969. So, I mean, it it is a fairly new um, Western religion, right? So I think, too, that's that's where some of the um, uh, confusion comes in because it is such a new religion. Um, There's also the Satanic Temple, who um, is also a, a you know, organized satanic religion, but they take a more political stance, right? Right. Um, that they don't only, only come from like ritualism. Um, but they also stand up for abortion rights. They go after states, uh, legal, you know, like through the legal process. Um, I think that they have open abortion lawsuits in Texas, Indiana, and Idaho right now. Yes. Um, and they do all kinds of sorts of things to um, connect the satanic community. Um, and I, I think that's really cool. And they have a headquarters in Salem, Massachusetts. But um, getting back to the Levian Satanism, that's kind of the Satanism that I was talking about to you earlier. That's the type of Satanism um, that I follow. Uh, but I do support the Satanic Temple and what they do. I, I do a lot of events with them. Yeah. Recently, SatanCon was um, a spectacular event cool. in, in um, what, Scottsdale, Arizona. So they told, uh, they said that they couldn't have an event there or, or I can't remember exactly, put a statue or it was something to do with some religious stuff. Um <clears throat> But they said, you can't do that here. So they decided to hold the first largest satanic convention ever (laughs) in Scottsdale, Arizona. And the amount of protesters that was there that were there was amazing to see. There were Protestants and Catholics getting in a fistfight brawl over a corner. The Catholics won. But you didn't see any Satanists getting into a brawl. That's what I'm trying to say. It was a pretty peaceful event, but you know, there was the Christians were there running amok, I'll tell you. Well, this so another sort of uh, preconceived notion people have about Satanism is that it celebrates evil. That there is a celebration of evil. Is, is that accurate? It, would you say Satanism celebrates evil? I think that people confuse um, one accepting their sexuality as evil. And okay. so many times sexuality and evil go hand in hand. Now, right. you know, you see rituals... Um, of like Anton LaVey in the sixties and there are people with like goat heads and pig head faces and things like that. Well, that's called a psychodrama. And you know, they, that type of ritual is there to invoke a mood, right? 
Yeah, like, sure. So, yeah, Satanism does take a dark connotation, like, as far as style. You know, there's yeah. a lot of goths that are, you know, Satanists. But there's a lot of people, like, in tech and in, in law and all these things that you wouldn't expect that are actually Satanists, too. So I don't think that necessarily you should go off of judging a book by its cover when it comes to Satanism. But so often, yes, the um, the uh, personification of that in imagery is is dark. Well, let's talk about that, because something that has always confused me is the idea that goats are evil. I've been around goats. They're, they have to be some of the least scary creatures out there. They're adorable. And yeah. I mean, maybe they'll butt you. You know, they're, they're strong. They're, they, you can't move one, like if, at least I can. If it doesn't want to yeah. be moved, it won't really move. But what, how did the goat get wrapped up as a, as a symbol of darkness? Uh, Eliaphas Levy is the person who drew the Baphomet originally. And the Baphomet, if you really kind of look at him, is a kind of a, a dual spirit being. He's a them. He's a they. Or they are a they. Like yeah. the goat has a goat head and female tits, you know? Yeah. So I think that, you know, a lot of the goat really came it's not as a sacrificial thing or as a representation of evil. It's just, I think, to the horns, the breast, uh, it's a beast. And having him stand up on his legs kind of grounds him and gives him power. So I think when um, he, he drew that, he was taking all of these things in and, and just kind of... Um, making his own interpretation of what Satan was or, you know, visual representation. And I think that just really stuck. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the Baphomet drawings that creep me out are the ones where they don't work hard enough to show these are female boobs, where yeah. it looks like moobs or yeah. what they call pot tits, where it's like, you know, <laughs> the like pan the Baphomet. Pancake, pancake <laughs> boobs, pancakes on a nail. Yeah, it's like, no, those are supposed to be, like, sexy boobs. Yeah, those are not, supposed to be tits. Not dad boobs. No, like, come yeah. on, work on, let's work on our Baphomet tits out there, yeah. Baphomet artists. Come I, I on. Think, I think that the satanic temple took the root of having a male chest, uh, you know, just because they wouldn't be able to publicly put it anywhere. And right. did you know that his chest was modeled after Iggy Pop? No fucking way. Mm -hmm. That is not fair. I wanted to. I, I, I submitted. <laughs> They're like, it's no, the boobs. You can't yeah. do it. It's too much, too many moves. Yeah. We can't do moves. Um, no moves. So, another symbol, satanic symbol that people are terrified of. Mm -hmm. I'm walking down the beach um, some time ago and I'm picking up uh, sand dollars. Uh, you know, the little, you know, you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. The yeah. little dish, the ones sand dollars. With the Jesus inside? Well, they actually have a pentagram on the back. Oh, There's like it? a natural pentagram that forms on the back. I thought it was the funniest thing ever because I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. These are some evil sea creatures, I guess. Uh, it, it's a naturally occurring form, the pentagram. Yeah. It's everywhere. Everywhere. And yet another symbol that when people see it, they're like, oh, you better watch out. There's a pentagram. 
What does yeah. it mean? Well, um, so there is let's, two pentagrams really used in magic. One is the inverted pentagram, which the two points are uh, inverted, so they're pointing upwards. And that's usually used in black magic, right? And then the other one has the one point pointing up, and that's for, like, Wiccan magic, you know? Right. And then, like, all of the points, it's five points, right? All, you know, air, water, you know, they're, the points also, like, you can use them in a way that is, like, uh, God, what a, I'm sorry, my, my brain is fidgeting out right now. It's okay. I'm sorry. It, it, Let's it's come a back to the pentagram one. We'll come back. That one's it's a, a harder one to explain also because so it means different things to so many walks of witchcraft that like that is a very like salty territory for me to get into. Okay, so I get it. let's skip that Listen, one. Listen, the last thing I want to do is offend witches. That's the, what I don't I don't want to get into that. I don't want No. You know, we don't want that. We don't want it. So I've heard as I was like explaining it, I was like, ooh, what it means to me. Could it mean the way something else to someone else? So I, I've heard it. it's a representation of appendages, the head, the arms, the legs. Yeah, uh, you because know, they I, did it with a guy on it. And it mean, like that, like I said, though, like in different scenarios, like in a ritual, there's like people sitting on each point of the pentagram. You know, there's also, uh, it also represents, you know, east, north, west, south. You know, you have different ways that you can use the pentagram. So that's why I think, like, it represents different things to different people and in different situations. Zip Recruiter for supporting this Mystery Month episode of the DTFH. Did you know there are currently over 2.4 million podcasts in the world, including the one you're listening to right now? And it takes a team of people to help bring these podcasts together. I need an audio engineer, the person who makes this episode sound silky, powerful, seductive, sensual and incredible that's Aaron. i need somebody to help me book this thing because i have done acid for my entire life my mind's a bit scrambled that's nicole she helps me book everything and make sure that i'm always on time needless to say hiring the right people for these roles is important and whether you're hiring for a podcast or for growing a business, there's only one place that makes it easy, ZipRecruiter. And now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Duncan. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that make it easy to filter, review, and rate your candidates. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So, 
If you're a fan of this podcast and you want to try ZipRecruiter for free today, you need to remember our special URL, ZipRecruiter.com slash Duncan. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-U-N-C-A-N. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now, okay, so going through the main symbols people associate with Satanism, just to sort of deconstruct them, I do, so anecdotally, any time I've been around a satanic ritual, which uh, I think we could say that the wedding, your wedding that yeah. I performed at was a incredible one. Thank and you. another one that I was at, the Temple of Satan put one on. <clears throat> and also, um, when I spent time with you in Stanton, uh, I experienced what I think you're talking about, the, the aesthetic, the darkness. I experienced a kind of... Um, heavy, juicy, uh, powerful vibe, like, uh, you know, you. like a deep, <laughs> like something yeah. like heavy. And, and I want, and, and you know, these days I've come to associate anything I'm afraid of, that's good, go towards, you need to explore that. There's something yeah. there, you know, but it wasn't comfortable. It was not to say that you, you're like when you made fried chicken and gave me absinthe, that was the most hospitable, <laughs> sweet, you know, living in LA, you don't meet a yeah. lot of people from the South. So it was really, really like nice. But uh, thank you. But I mean, like a, there, there's a tangible something there that, that, I mean, the goats, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be afraid of goats. Pentagrams, no, I'm not going to be afraid of pentagrams, but the vibe. Yeah. What the vibe is, too, yeah. What's that? Okay, well, you know, I think, you know how people believe in the Holy Spirit? And you I see do. these people, yeah, you see these people run up, you know, up the pews and up the aisles, and they have this feeling inside of them. That's like the type of energy that everyone has within them. And, you know, some people know how to conjure that energy better than others. And I think when you were in a situation with some, you know, with two people like Stanton and I, um, you know, we were very much deeply into Satanism. And the vibe was because that we did vibe on that level, you know, like, and when you kind of open up your energy and it is a chaos energy, which definitely followed that relationship, I yeah. de- there is definitely a darkness that's going to be opened up and a vibe. Um, so you're saying that might not be so much Satanism as much as two people being really open and then like, yeah, expressing, but, but I think that is in essence Satanism because that's like, we both harness that energy. Right. So, you know, I think that, uh, during our relationship there was a lot of ritualism and that energy and that vibe especially coming into our home is always going to be there 
you know. Okay. Gotcha. So, 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 so now, it's a non-theistic religion, as you said up front, and yet, uh, you know, like in um, tantric Buddhism, there there is a visualization of various deities, and but an acknowledgement within that visualization that this is you, like the, you're seeing yourself. These are ways of seeing yourself. You're, you're not mm -hmm. like, there's no, I think maybe some uh, potential of a, a connection between the two is <clears throat> something shows up, which is like, no one's gonna save you. You need to realize <laughs> that, like, you know what I mean? Like you gotta, yeah. get, you gotta get a hold of that quick. Yeah. Because if you're waiting, sitting around waiting for someone to come and save you, That's you're never gonna happen. You're right. So, but, but also. Rarely does uh, that happen. Rarely. And even when it, even when it does happen, it's like, it's still like, what would you, do you always want to be being saved? Do you always want some super man to come down? Do you always want, like, I mean, this to me is yeah. like one of the big problems right now is everyone's waiting for someone to save us, you know? And so, yeah. and then no one's doing anything. It's like, it, we got to get moving here. You got to do it yourself. Yeah, like, you got to, it's, there is nothing that's supernatural that's going to come down and save you. Not even in Satanism, Christianity or whatever. You have to make those steps yourself. You know, you can, you know, it, it, I will say though, like I do believe in manifestation, you know, that there is a thing there. And I am a strong believer of that manifest things all the time. But it doesn't come just naturally. It just doesn't come from me wanting it and thinking about it. There are steps and actions that you have to take to make that manifest and manifestation move forward. So that's magic. I mean, you're just that's what you're that's yes. magic. There's is, there's really no difference between manifestation and magic. Yeah. Right? It's, uh, it's, it's, yes, essentially. I, I mean, I, I say it as manifestation because it's a lot easier for people that don't really, you know, understand magic or Satanism will understand that, you know. But yeah, it is manifestation magic. That's kind of a part of lesser magic. As I was saying earlier, it, it's like, like, I guess like where maybe some differences appear between <clears throat> Satanism and, an, and, a, and a thread uh, that runs through the philosophy of my Satanist friends is that um, it's okay to want stuff. Like you're allowed to want yeah. things, desire not bad, desire good. If you, if you want something, you don't have to start like beating yourself up for wanting a thing or feeling greedy or feeling like your mouth especially in a time where self-care and self-love is, is promoted you know like that should be pretty well understood you know that uh caring for yourself is number one if you don't love yourself and you can't you don't care for yourself your fucking life is probably gonna be shit well but i i guess so We'll go back to that. So, <laughs> you know, the uh, manifestation and, you know, oh, I mm -hmm. think I think some Satanists because you it is a uh, super uh, it, it's a persecuted religion like the Satanic Temple in Salem was set on fire. Uh, yeah, I believe that, that was, was the one that got set on fire. Yeah. And he wore a shirt that said God. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and I saw news stories on it and 
because I'm friends with you and because I'm friends with like Mitch Horowitz and a few other Satanists yeah. and because I'm, I'm, I'm like, I love you guys. And when I we saw the news, too. thank you. When I saw the news stories and they're like doing like tongue in cheek, almost they're, they like, if, if, if any other temple, church, synagogue, anything else had been set on fire, it would be oh, national, national news. news. Oh yeah. CNN everywhere. Hate crime. Everywhere. It would be a hate crime. A hate crime hate crime but in this case it was just kind of like ah what are you gonna do yeah what are you gonna it, do it caused a substantial damage to the front of that house and there were people inside people could have died yeah people could have burnt burnt to death it was an attempted witch burning it was an attempt it, it was, was just like in salem it's just like what the fuck let's go retro here i mean we don't have to build <laughs> the fucking they I'm built sorry, the, it's not the, funny but that was funny uh, yeah, well, you gotta. Well, that's you gotta lighten it up a little bit. I mean, but, yes, but it's like you know that to me. That's one of the um, curiosities of it, of it as a religion is that it gets constantly shit on, you attacked. Should, you should see the messages I receive from Christians online. I mean, telling me I'm gonna burn in hell and like they hope my whole family burns in hell, and it's like uh. You could pretty much leave my family out of this. Thank you. And it's like, I don't go to Christian, you know, web pages and cause, you know, a ruckus. And I don't understand why they have to, like, always come and target Satanists or, you know, anyone, like, in the occult. Because we pretty much mind our own fucking business. Right. Right. Well, the, I mean, yeah. And the, the, <clears throat> where is turn the other cheek here? Where yeah. is forgiveness? I mean, I think, uh, exactly. It, you know, I'll, I'll just read this. One of my favorite Mark Twain quotes here. He's the best. Um, I love that. he's the best. I'm pretty sure he was one of y'all. Um, <laughs> de facto oh, Satanist, de facto Satanist. And I want to talk about that. Okay. Uh, and I'm sorry if you're familiar with this for the folks listening, Mark Twain said, but who prays for Satan? Who in 18th centuries has had the common humanity to pray for the one sinner that needed it most, our one fellow and brother who needed a friend yet had not a single one, the one sinner among us all who had the highest and clearest right to every Christian's daily and nightly prayers for the plain and unassailable reason that this was the first and greatest need, he being among sinners, the supremest. Have you ever heard that before? I have not heard that before. <laughs> he, I mean, there's so I'm many Mark Twain. I'm going to have to like really reread that. That was very deep, Mark Twain. Our brother. Our, our brother. brother. Yeah, yeah. Little, you know, there, there's so many clubby. smart. What's that? <laughs> He's like sounding all Hellfire Club right there. <laughs> I know, and and but if you to me, it's like look if. If the idea is prayer, forgiveness, love, compassion, yeah. why are you persecuting people who are, at least in my experience, some of the sweetest people I ever met? Now, yeah. answer this for me. Yes. Well, you have, in, 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 you've taught me a lot in, in some of our conversations. One of the things you're like, say what you're thinking. Say how you're feeling. Let it out. <laughs> what, what, what's going on? Don't hide stuff. What's going on? So... Here's my suspicion. I was raised a Christian. I am, uh, uh, I veer towards neurosis, paranoia. Having, <laughs> you know, having yeah. spent 
a lot of time with you, a lot of time with Stanton, a lot of conversations with uh, Mitch Horowitz. And really, like, from a cynical perspective, looked in, like, okay, what's really going on? Where is it? This is one of my suspicions that has popped up. I'm like, are they tricking me? But is it like, you know, Scientology? You get in deep into Scientology oh, and suddenly they're you like, think look we're at like, we're like recruiting you. Not recruit. No, I don't feel like you, you don't need, I, mean, I don't, I mean, you know, I'm a de facto, as you said, I'm a de facto, de facto. I don't think you really need to recruit, but no, I just mean more like, is it, like, do you remember those awesome chick comics? Yeah. You know, oh, my favorite. And I, inevitable. Have, I have one made of me. <laughs> oh, that's cool. But you know, it's always in the beginning, you meet the Satanists. They're so cool. They're awesome. You know, but by the end of the chick comic, your car's going off a cliff. You're with your satanic friends. They're like, ah! There's like a a bag of pills flying out the window as you're going (laughs) off the cliff. Yes, I love that. You're grabbing for the pills? Fuck, that's good ecstasy, man. (laughs) So, yeah, what about that? Is it a trick? Is that part of your game is like, hey, we're going to be the sweetest, coolest, most most compassionate, generous. We're going to make you fried chicken dinners. We're going (laughs) to help you forgive yourself. We're going to help purge you of any kind of like trauma from weird associations with Christianity when you're just a little kid and didn't have the fucking rational mind to determine that there is no loving God would send someone to to hell. That's insane. We're going to help you get your rational mind back (laughs) that was beaten out of you by superstitious, terrified people. And then once all that happens, somewhere down the road, we're going to plunge off fucking dagger right in your heart and lick the blood off and offer it to our brother satan you know there actually is no catch and i'll I'll kind of explain that because even in the very beginning of satanism um levain satanism here in san francisco um anton and diane uh they would hold like you know workshops and the even the original members of uh the satanic church were like prostitutes gays uh transsexuals or transvestites transsexuals you know people from all walks of life that were accepted in the normal society they were accepted you know and they were like given a platform to where they could actually exercise uh you know, being them uh, actual selves and, and being comfortable with themselves. So I think like, you know, even, you know, I think that most Satanists are pretty open people. And I think that a lot of us have stemmed from traumatic situations and that makes it easier for us to um, recognize that in our friends and kind of help them out and see things for the, w- the way that they actually are and to know that we're all human when it comes down to it. We all do shitty things. Shitty things happen to us, but it's just the way that you process it and move on um, <laughs> that makes it kind of worthwhile to be around and kicking. So I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that most Satanists are open and, and helpful and, and that's really not what people see a lot. I saw it. And the other thing that I noticed, and I, I'm, I, I've always been curious about this, maybe this is just you versus it being some like tradition in Satanism, but when we would hang out at the comedy store, which was so fun. <laughs> it was the funnest. You would always go to the person who was left out, you know, because that happens at the comedy store. Yeah. There'd always just be someone out on the outskirts. <laughs> 
and you would be so sweet to them. And you would like, you know, like say the kindest things to them, not flattery, but like you saw into them and yeah. watching a person experience that and realizing she's doing, I think she's doing that as a practice. Like, I think there's something in there that might be part of the tradition, but I don't know. Maybe I, that's like, I think I was true. I think for me where that comes from is I, I've always had like an intuition about people and I've always um, noticed the underdog because I think in so many times people have mistaken that in me that I would be the underdog or, you know, people would leave me out of scenarios and situations in school and it always made me feel bad and especially like being the weirdo in school. Like, you know, I was the goth person. I was a Satanist and, you know, people didn't like me. They didn't like that in the South. And I think that I took that with me and it's not, I don't think that really comes from Satanism. It just comes from being a good person. Um, I I don't like to see people left out. Cool. That bothers me. (laughs) You hear that Christians? (laughs) We got a real monster on our hands over here. Get your email fingers ready. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Now, do you remember when you taught me how to do curses? <laughs> oh my God, yes. episode of the DTFH during Mystery Month. Herb Stomp, it's the only place to grab top quality Kratom, Kava, Blue Lotus, along with hundreds of ethnobotanicals and herbal remedies. Herb Stomp has been sourcing only the purest ethnobotanicals for over 10 years. Herb Stomp remains a top choice for strange and hard to find herbs. Customers love their lightning speed nationwide shipping friendly attitude and rigorously sourced product. Whether you're an alchemist looking to transmute lead into gold or a spiritual alchemist looking to transmute the denser aspects of your vibrational sheath into something ecstatic and glorious, Herbstomp is the right place for you. You're going to love their friendly attitude, rigorously sourced products, and every batch of their premium kratom is tested with precise detail to ensure the highest quality with every purchase. Capsules and extracts available. Stop by one of their Portland, Oregon retail stores or shop online at Herb Stomp. That's H-E. R-B-S-T-O-M-P dot com. And don't forget, you can now get 25% off your next order of Kratom when you use the coupon code DUNK25. That's no space, DUNK25, when you check out at herbstomp.com. Free shipping for orders over 100 bucks. Herbstomp, America's most trusted Kratom. America's most beloved Herb shop.
Thank you, Herb's Tom. Do you remember when you taught me how to do curses? Oh my God, yes. I won't get into that details, <laughs> but do you remember how like, cause in those days I was really like depressed and really dark. And like, I, yeah. I, I like, I need, like your friend, the, the, the way the, I like my experience with you, I, I, I consider it like a very spiritual evolution for me. Oh like it was gosh, like a gross period for you. me. But I, I'll never forget how you, got real serious with me. And you're like, don't curse. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> don't do that. Like you were explaining the metaphysics of it. You were explaining, here's why not. And I remember yeah. both, both of you were like, if you really want to like get revenge, live a good, like, you know, like yeah. become, become successful. That's the ultimate way. That's like, my revenge every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I but remember. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're saying. And, and, you know, the curses, have I done them in my life? Yes. I wouldn't <laughs> really be able to say that I'm a practicing Satanist without have experienced that. Uh, do I do that now? Nah. Like, it would take something really personal for me to go there. It's just not worth it to me. It's not worth having the, uh, you know, instant karma, <coughs> as they say. And yes. it, whenever I do anything bad, I I get like hit with like whatever they want to call it, instant karma. She's a Same. bitch, like immediately. So Same. I think that I uh, I try to stay away from doing um, dark things, even though I may thank them, even though right. you know you uh, do because you are open manifest thoughts of darkness and maybe bad things happen to people. That's why I always have to be careful about what I say out loud too, is because words carry weight, right? Especially yes. to me. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, I tend to not go that route. I think I'm better than that. I'm a better right. witch than that. Y yeah. Now <clears throat> there is, what's the difference between like a, a satanic witch and like a Wiccan? Ooh, um, let's just get, I'm going to get like very surface about this because I don't want the witches coming to get me. Okay. Um, I think like, you know, with white witchcraft, um, it's more of God and goddesses and deities and, um, white magic, which is, you know, of the nature and, and, and celebrating the witch, you know, there are witches, uh, I think you know, in a way they use their prowess the same way as a satanic witch does, you know, some of them are glamorous. Um, but I think satanic witches come from a place where it's not just, um, ritualism, but you have to like use your common sense to survive in this world. You have to use your attributes to get places sometimes. Um, do we play stupid? Absolutely. 
because sometimes playing <laughs> stupid will get you exactly where you need to be. So I think that uh, there is a lot of psychological magic that goes on and a lot of the lesser magic that goes on with satanic witches um, versus a like more pagan style witch. It's, it's, a more, it's, a, it's more of a modern witchcraft, as you would, as I would call it. It, it sounds like you're talking about, <clears throat> instead of sort of like subconsciously being seductive, which I think a lot of people do, they, they, they may not even realize that they're doing it. Yeah. It's a, a acknowledging like within your femininity, yeah. there is this insane power. This is the thing that brings human life to the planet. And you can, you don't have like being aware of that and using it to improve your life doesn't mean you're a bad person, but in, 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 but what are the words for someone who does that? Whore, slut. That's it. That's it. It's, yeah. it's all the, like, whereas like in, in generally with like men, it's like, well, you're a natural leader. <laughs> you're an alpha. You know, no, nobody's like, you're a fucking whore. Yeah. Look at you. Like, it, like, yeah. Honestly, and to what I can say in Satanism, people might get mad at me for this, but I've been around for a long time. So if you've been around longer than me, then you can get mad about it, I guess. Uh, but there is a difference between the females and the males in Satanism. The males, will, uh, not all of them, I, I can't put everyone in, and lump them, but in my experience, they fight, they fight over power uh they they change roles a lot and you see the satanic witches more in support of one another that they act as like a legitimate coven and have each other's backs uh and you don't really see them getting on in online tiffs or anything like that because i don't really think it's necessary for women to feel like they harness all the power Especially coming um, from, you know, being a satanic witch, you, the, the whole thing about harnessing the power sometimes is not know, the other person not, not knowing that you're doing it, you know? So I think that women right. have come a, a long way in using Satanism and, and satanic witchery to their advantage. What is, you know, this is something I have noticed in my association with people who do magic and it's, I, I think it's an archetype, but, and also they say in shamanism, it happens too, but wizards in fight that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, there's wizards are always fighting each wizards other. Wizards and all... warlocks. <laughs> what is that? I, maybe, always... maybe it's a stereotype. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to piss off the wizards oh, and warlocks no. either. But you I know, have noticed like, they're, you know, they're, they're, generally there's struggles that happen yeah. within that world like there's you know like, i never really thought about it that way because i don't really like you know my mind doesn't really go to wizards and warlocks but man does that make a lot of sense yeah i mean there's that disagreements it's power struggles <laughs> it's curious oh my god it's, it's curious um so <clears throat> another stereotype that i really want to get this out there because this oh, is all oh whenever i hear people talking shit about Satanists and boy, you know, if you, I, I know I don't get it as much as you do, but 
from time to time, you know, people will say, oh, great. So I guess you're friends with pedophiles. I guess you're friends with people who abuse children. So great. That's who you're friends with. Can you set the record straight here for folks regarding this thing that comes up that Satanists ritualistically abuse children? So that is not true. Where that comes from is from a book during the Satanic Panic, like Geraldo Rivera uh, days, and it was called Michelle Remembers. And it came in in this book. It's about this girl's experience um, being molested and abused in a satanic ritual and, and, and by Satanists in a satanic cult. Uh, but it did come out that she lied about it. The people that wrote it lied about it. So um, I believe like really that stuff started during the satanic panic. Um, during those Geraldo Rivera 90s uh, days. And I, I don't think that Satanism has quite recovered from that. Right. Um, and I hope that one day it will. But uh, really, I think that that's what put the nail in the coffin for Satanism. I mean, it made Anton LaVey go broke. He had to sell right. the satanic, uh, you know, the, the satanic church. He still was able to live in it, but he w- wasn't able to afford the mortgage. You know, um, he, you know, that's why a lot of Zena and Nicholas Shrek stepped up during that time to kind of give it a, a new vibe and feel. And that wasn't that successful. Um, so, yeah, I think that the satanic panic days really had uh, destroyed Satanism there for a little while. But I feel like it's coming back. You know what it didn't destroy? Catholicism. God. Um, (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck? Like, that's to me the real chin scratcher is like, what? what? Like, how are you? Anytime anyone sends me these things, I'm like, are you? Are you sending these to your local diocese? Or why are you sending it to me? Like, or, I what, just or, don't understand like all of the sexual abuse cases like that are coming out, and it's just like, how do you hide that many? How uh, do you hide that you, many sexual abuse cases? At Catholic Church, tell me. They didn't. They didn't hide it. That's the thing. Like, yeah, that's no, true. I guess that in a way that is true, but you you don't hide it. You just there's go, just uh. lists and lists of people. It's horrible. I can't imagine, you know, like. I know someone who is going through lots of therapy to overcome being abused by a priest. And uh, it's horrible because it's like on top of, I'm sorry, for some reason this really pisses me off. On top of taking, I think it's because I'm a dad now. On top of like, you know, when you have children, you realize- shit changes and you see like they will believe anything i say and to imagine like implanting into them a, a story that terrifies them for their entire lives uh i mean that to me is, is abuse like 
outside of the other shit that isn't that abusive uh, yeah like, i mean the thing is is like it is horrible when people use a platform such as religion to abuse people it's like one of the lowest th- lows of the lows because that's supposed to be a place where you can totally trust and it's a foundation of trust and that's completely broken you know, I mean, just shattered, especially I think to uh, men have a harder time coming forward with abuse. So I, I, I do, um, you know, being a victim of childhood abuse myself, sexual abuse, I commend anyone that can go forward and be open and get therapy and talk to someone. Yes. It's important. Don't be ashamed of going and getting help. Because, you know, I thought that, you know, I can handle, you know, trauma. It's not going to hurt me. And, you know, eventually it all comes crashing down. So don't feel ashamed. There are so many places that will help you. There you go, Christians. What a truly we must be talking to the incarnate embodiment <laughs> of evil here recommending Hail therapy satan <laughs> Hail satan so <laughs> um okay so <clears throat> thank you i think that you've covered all the misconceptions that i know that people have regarding your your tradition your religion now no we've got a little bit more time all right this is one of my favorite months we are approaching Halloween. This is a this is a traditional satanic holiday, a traditional satanic month. Yeah. So my busiest I was one, month. I was. Can you uh, tell us some rituals that maybe we could do in the days leading up to the thirty first, or like some some ways to kind of tune in to the occult? energy of this month but before that why is this month associated with witchcraft satanism spirits and the occult well they say that you know hollow's eve is the thinnest veil between the spirit world and our world so i think you know with satanists we kind of are a lot of us are into that man we're into the spooky stuff it's our season you know, we, um, I think, you know, as far as rituals go, there are just so many rituals that you, you can do. I think that, you know, getting the satanic rituals, the book would probably help uh, find out what, what direction you want to go in personally. But I think that because it is so close to the spirit world, that the energy is a lot more open um, see what direction, like I said, you, you you want your life to go in. What do you want? Do you want to do a compassion ritual for yourself? Do you want to do that for someone else? Um, you know, are you upset at someone? Hey, that's, that's all up to you too. I think that, you know, as far as rituals go, I, I would just kind of, um, make that more of a, a, dedicated to oneself and what they're kind of going through and what they're looking for. Okay. You know, cool. not to give a generic answer, but that's no, kind that, of. It's not a, it's a great answer. Not a generic answer. <laughs> Do your research. Yeah. Folks. Um, <laughs> Buy that book. 
buy the book. Get this Satanic Ritual book. It's available on Amazon now. Um, do you ever wonder to yourself, Sandora? Sometimes hanging out with y'all and thinking about it. Do you ever wonder, am I a Christian and the Christians are actual Satanists? You know what I mean? Like, is the whole thing so upside down that I am actually practicing an authentic form of Christianity that is not about hating oneself, but about loving oneself, through loving oneself, generating love for others, but also embodying the other thing people, when they're talking about Jesus, sometimes leave out, which is there's a ferocity to Christ. There's a, it's, you know, what does he say? I, I, I'm I come a jealous with act. God. Vengeful I'm a, well, God. And, I'm a vengeful God. And, and I will separate brother from brother. <laughs> I come with an axe. You know what I mean? Do you ever yeah. like kick that idea around that like it's everything's gotten so warped that. Convert or die. Let's not forget okay. that. Too. That's not in there. I'm just kidding. Okay, Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But you know what I mean? Yes, like sometimes no, I, I totally what understand. Is the What's the difference between, I'm not talking about fundamentalist, yeah. uh, theo, the, theocratic fascism. I'm talking about like kind of the hippie psychedelic idea of self-love, compassion, appreciating life, not hating your body. What's the difference between Satanism and that version of Christianity? Um, I think that Satanism is a more sexed up version of that for sure. Uh, but they're really, you know, I mean, what's do, you know, I think like, it's hard for me to explain this, I guess. I, I think that Christianity isn't all bad. Look, like if you, if it works for you, Hey, I'm all here. I support you. If you're a good Christian and you go by those Christian values, hell yeah. Do they always go by those values? No, but I, I think that there is just a, a, you know, a similarity due to that being a Satanist doesn't mean you got to be a bad person. You know, like, of course, right. like I, if you, you know, it's like a I, you know, Christians say eye for an eye. Same thing with Satanism. You smash me on one cheek, I'm going to smash you on the other. You know, and and I think that like do unto others ha as you know they should do unto you is kind of like don't fuck with me and I won't fuck with you, you know, and it, that's kind of how Satanism is too. So I think that there that in those ways there are similarities, but it is just interpreted it so differently. You it's know? like Christianity with a stinger. Yes, um, it's sexed um, up and sexed up now. <laughs> what we what let's uh, we have about five more minutes do you have time do you have five more minutes yeah 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 eight six more minutes okay because i kind of i think i like dodge the lead here what does satanic sex look like i know nothing about this like what is satanic sex versus regular sex is it bdsm i know something about that but what's <laughs> satanic sex um, there are satanic rituals, you know, not all of them include the sex acts, but they are sexual, you know, you do have uh, normally a nude altar, it could be of any sex orientation, it's up to you and your ritual. Um, Hold on, let me get my pen. 
Shit. Nude, <laughs> nude altar of any sex. Okay. <laughs> okay. Usually, I know that this is a misconception. No animals are involved in our rituals. Um, especially Fuck. during oh, no sex animals. acts. I know you guys are disappointed out there. Uh, 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 but as far as like a satanic sex on like a personal level, um, I think that also is up to your kink. You know, I think that for me, I manifest a lot during, um, sex. I, uh, I consider myself a pretty good lover. You know, I, I think that, uh, it, you invoke a mood, you, in, you invoke a feeling, and I think that the other person can feel that it's not all just chemical. It's, it's, uh, it's how you're projecting your feelings and your wants and, and desires as well. So it could be pretty cool, pretty passionate, pretty sexual, sometimes kinky. Like I said, that's up to the Satanist. Let's go back to the, the human altar. Okay. Now, <laughs> so like. This is someone like um, on their hands and knees, like in, in, um, in sometimes they're sitting up. They're not on their hands and knees. Remember, no animals. We don't really even have women. We don't put women in those scenarios or men or them. They, you know, however you identify. Um, mostly, sometimes they're on their backs. Okay, good news, because I'm thinking that's going to fuck my back up. There's yeah, no way I'm no, holding yeah. that posture You're, for a whole ritual. You know, it's like when you go in, have you ever gotten a bot your figure drawn? Yeah, no, I, I'm a never nude. That <laughs> sounds like a nightmare to me, but I know what you mean. Yeah, so you it's have like, to pick the best position, right? You can't like have a position where your arm's up for like 20 minutes or you're just going to, uh, not, it's not gotcha. good. So it's like a relaxed, you want to be in, not, not yeah, too relaxed, in a, but you, you want to be in a sensual pose, you know, you don't want to be like, I mean, like doggy style is, you know, that's pretty sexual, not sensual. I mean, Hey, I don't knock those who have a doggy style altar though. I'm just thinking of functionality here. Like, what do you put the candles on? And you know, I don't yeah, know, like, you know, you, know, you, you put like, candles that. like next to them. And then sometimes you can do the candle wax on them. Sometimes Whoa. there's fake blood. Whoa. Fake blood. Wine. Yeah, fake. Wow. Well, that sounds real cool. Yeah. Um, More Zandora, people should do it. Uh, th thank you so much. Thanks for being my friend, first of and course. foremost. And, and thanks for doing the show and for um, all of your knowledge here. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you, Duncan. I've, I've, I've always uh, admired you and your work. And I think you're a pretty goddamn cool human being. Likewise. And I, I, you're, you're one of my cherished friends. And Aww, I, I, thank I, you. Ditto. So now, if people want to reach out to you, do you do, you do any kind of... Um, 
Uh, do you offer any services? Like, do you I help people with I don't usually do ritual work, but I am, um, I do work in domestic violence as a case manager, and I do help people from time to time who are going through hard situations um, regarding that or suicide and mental issues. So I, I will say that if you are a Satanist and you're going through anything, feel free to reach out to me. You know, like, I don't want to hear about the situations that you're having with some, like, deity or whatever. It has to be, like, a, a real situation that's going on. Um, but, yeah, like, you can always reach out to me on Instagram or my Facebook. I'm, I'm here for you. And if you can't reach out to me, there's other places that you can reach out to. You know, like, the National Suicide Hotline and Domestic Violence Hotline. Great. All the links to find... Zandora will be at DuncanTrussell.com. Zandora, thank you so much. This has been a joy. Thank, thank you. you. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Bye. That was Zandora LaVey, everybody. All the links you need to find her will be at DuncanTrussell.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon. It's Patreon.com forward slash DTFH. And remember, when you see the shadows, go towards them for where there is shadow. There must also be light. I'll see you next week. Until then. Hare Krishna.